I'm going to move on to this. This is a fascinating story, but there recently was a person that was convicted of voter fraud right here in Cass County because you know how you and I are always told by the fake news media, oh, that voter fraud thing, it never really happens. Well, there was a woman from Minnesota by the name of Hanan Abu Baker. She was recently convicted of voter fraud right here in Cass County. There also is another person in Western North Dakota this year. They were charged with voter fraud as well. He was trying to vote in two different counties. So just imagine this for a second. You always hear, oh, there's no such thing as voter fraud. We had two cases just right here in North Dakota, just here in North Dakota. So what else could potentially be happening? And, and you got to ask yourself this question. I don't care if you're an R, a D, an I, whatever. Is there anything more important than the integrity of our elections? I think that is very, very important. So I want to set some context for my interview I had tonight with the assistant state's attorney uh, from Cass County here in a moment. But I sat down with, uh, he's a candidate for the Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, recently. And we talked about voter ID, voter fraud, and really making sure we've got the most integrity possible in our elections. Here's just some of that conversation. Hey, look, we need to do everything we can to ensure the integrity of our election system. So what's wrong with voter ID? Wouldn't that improve the integrity of the election system? Well, it's been examined. People have really studied this. And we know that the real problem with uh, the integrity of the election system is not imposter voting. All, I, all a photo ID would do is ensure that the person who's voting is the person who uh, says they are. Now that's not really a problem. Statistically, it almost never ever happens. Well, how do we know that? Because these people can vouch for people, then we send the mailer to them and there's no return address that sometimes is there. Well, the fact is, is that, that we have data on all the votes that have been cast and we have data on all the prosecutions that have happened and they're absolutely minuscule. And so, look, if when you vote, you are swearing on penalty of perjury, you are who you say you are. Now, that, you know, there's no reason to believe that people are misrepresenting that. You heard him just say that there's no reason to believe that people are misrepresenting themselves, but not so fast, Mr. Ellison, because earlier today, and the good news is this, the new voter ID here in North Dakota would prevent what I'm about to share with you. I spoke with the uh, Cass County District Assistant State's Attorney, Tracy Hines, about a recent voter fraud case that she prosecuted and convicted that happened right here in Minnesota and North Dakota. Tracy, welcome to Point of View. Great to have you here. So give us kind of the kindergarten version of, of what happened here with this voter fraud situation. Uh, so the case I had that I was assigned to review the evidence for was sent over to me and North Dakota Century Code Title 16.1 deals with election offenses. And in that uh, title, subsection 12, talks about election offense. And there's a subsection C in there that talks about voting more than once in any election. And so I was sent a report that indicated an individual had voted absentee in Minnesota in the 2016 general election, and then on election day had voted in the 2016 general election in Cass County. And so that matter was investigated and it was determined that the individual had voted two times in the 2016 general election, which our office then determined was a violation of the election offense statute. I think it was very important for people to understand, and correct me if I get any of this wrong, but she's prosecuted now and convicted in 2018 but because this happened in 2016, both of those votes counted in that general election, correct? Yes, investigations always take time because you wanna make sure that you're doing a thorough investigation and we appreciate that law enforcement does a thorough investigation for us so that when we're sent the case, all of the pertinent information is there to review. We determined that the 
we believe the evidence showed that the statute, there was a violation of the statute, and we were sent that case, we reviewed it, and then we did charge the case out in, I believe it was April of 2018. Wow. It was related to the 2016 general <clears throat> election, and, um, and yes, and so then the case was disposed of in September of 2018, at, in, in court when the defendant but entered the an Alfred plea. For audience, you know, say, yes, you guys did your job, you convicted, but at the end of the day, both those votes still count in that election, correct? Yes, it's my yes. understanding okay. that both votes did count. So how, how did you find out? I guess that's also, and maybe I know you were obviously, this was referred to you, but do you know how the county auditor was like, oh, okay, we got this sort of red alert that she voted in both states. It's my understanding from my work on the case and preparation for trial that when someone voted in 2016, um, affidavit in North Dakota, they come and they bring their ID. Um, and so in this case, the individual had a Minnesota's driver's license. They indic they put their driver's license on that affidavit. And it's my understanding when someone votes mm. affidavit, that driver's license out of state, driver's license is then sent to the respective Secretary of State's office for that particular state. Though that driver's license is then matched up to make sure that it also was not used in that respective state. In this case, it was determined that this driver's license was used to vote both in Minnesota and North Dakota. And so that is what started the investigation where then um, the auditor, uh, auditor's office, the secretary of state, the law enforcement was able to look at this and um, investigate it, where we then determined <clears throat> that a violation did occur of the statute. So two things quickly is one, I, I definitely give a tip of the hat to our, our county auditor here, to the Minnesota Secretary of State, and to you guys and the Fargo Police Department for actually prosecuting this, because it's a lot of work and many people are like, hey, we've got more important things to do, but I don't know if there's anything more important than the integrity of our election. So was this a pretty laborious process or? Um, you know, it's our job to review evidence and determine, you know, whether the law has been broken. And in this case, we reviewed the ap applicable statute and we determined it was broken. And so we treated it, you know, just like any other case. Um, sometimes cases do take a lot of work, but that's our mm -hmm. job to, to handle that. One other interesting note that I know that uh, I, when you and I spoke is that when she voted for absentee in Minnesota, she had a non-citizen sign off on her absentee ballot. What, why? Do you know why she did that? Like that just doesn't compute to me. Yeah, I, I'm not sure okay. about that. Um, I do know that you do need to comply with the requirements of absentee ballot, which requires having a qualified witness sign that. And so if you do not comply with the requirements for an absentee ballot, your, um, you know, your ballot may not be valid or it may not um, meet scrutiny. Right, and because of the new voter ID in North Dakota, we no longer have affidavit, so this obviously would have prevented, this new voter ID would have prevented this from happening, correct? It's my understanding that to vote now, you have to have a North Dakota uh, driver's license. So this specific factual scenario would not occur now. So the other question I have for you is that, and hopefully this new voter ID is going to prevent future instances, but I see that happen here in Fargo. There was also a person in Western North Dakota that was prosecuted from 2016 voting in, in dual counties. Yes, we're catching these guys, but how much more potential fraud, I know this is a guesstimation for you, but is potentially occurring out there, do you think? You know, honestly, I have no idea. I just review cases when they're, you know, sent to me by law enforcement. And so when we receive cases, um, we review them and we determine whether, you know, a crime has been committed. So anything else you want to add that I'm not asking you? Uh, no. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I think it's thank a you. fascinating story. And again, I wanted to ask her to be here tonight because I think one, it's a great story, but two, also because it shows that, hey, the new voter ID, as much of the hysteria you're going to hear about this new voter ID, because it obviously we're one week away from this election, it will have a positive impact in the integrity of our elections. I don't care if you're an R, a D, an I, whatever, 
I think the integrity of our elections matter to know that the people that we're electing are the ones there to represent you and I. So 